don't have enough time to sit down and read all the best Bitcoin articles? Well, let us read them for you. This is a Crypto Economy Quick Read. All right, guys, welcome back to the Crypto Economy Podcast. Um, I have got one today. It is titled, Building the Bitcoin Economy, the Complete Contract Governance Platform. Uh, it's by Pratik Gora on Medium, uh, and the uh, it's looks like it's by the publication Coin Monks, but it was published by Pratik Gora, and it looks like it was also published uh, either edited or partially written as well by Parabolic Trav. But I thought this was a really interesting article that does a good job of framing Bitcoin differently, and it was a fun little, is a fun little read, so I wanted to hit this one on the podcast. And again, it's titled, Building the Bitcoin Economy, the Complete Contract Governance Platform. So, let's go ahead and jump in. If you have been following the crypto universe for a few years, you can be excused for feeling that we seem to have lost the plot somewhere along the road. Perhaps not entirely, but in a very fundamental way we are lost among the trees and have missed the forest. Our point is this. Bitcoin's overwhelming value proposition is as a complete contract governance platform. As such, its unique transactional properties allow the creation of Bitcoin-powered software-as-a-service platforms that fundamentally disrupt many aspects of traditional contract theory far beyond smart contracts alone. Bitcoin offers a distinct third alternative to the price mechanism of a free market and the top-down coordination mechanisms of organizations, such as firms and institutions. This third alternative is what we believe will open up an entirely new set of economic orderings, one where the functions of firms and institutions on the one hand, and the price mechanism on the other, are to varying degrees both subsumed. This principle of organization is a cryptographic stigmergy. Stigmergic organization of social activity occurs when actors self-organize by taking cues from the environment that they operate within, information relevant for the self-organization to occur in the pursuit of beneficial activity is provided by their environment. Bitcoin's value is in creating stigmergic environments through the creation of trust platforms, More specifically, Bitcoin's capacity to serve as a stigmergic environment comes from its ability to provide a platform for the creation of complete contract solutions. By a complete contract solution, we simply mean a mechanism that can be implemented to reify a technology for the mapping between information and outcomes for any given context. What does that mean precisely? Contracts. Contracts are pervasive. They are, quite literally, everywhere. A firm is nothing but a repository of contracts. Contracts with employees, with unions, with suppliers, with consumers, and so forth. 
the global economy is almost exclusively defined by contracts. Contracts exist between countries in the context of pacts and treaties over trade, loans, and other cooperative agreements of a very broad variety. Contracts are very much part of life for individuals in equal measure. We enter into contracts with our lawyers, the builders of our homes, our insurance companies, the DJ whom we hire for our garden party, and much else besides. These are all incomplete contracts. What this essentially means is that investments of effort, actions, money, capital, or whatever are made on the basis of which some outcome is realized before those who are party to the contract receive their payoffs. However, investments made by one party are put at risk whenever the other party undertakes some form of undesirable behavior. This alters the bargaining power between the parties to a contract and even reduces the incentive to enter into the contract ex ante. Incomplete contracts are called incomplete because they cannot be fully specified. They leave gaps of information open that then create indescribable contingencies relevant to the future states of the contract. The cost to specify these contingencies may be prohibitively large, or the contingencies may be unforeseeable before investments are made. Indeed, it may even be rational to deliberately leave a degree of incompleteness built into the contract in order to permit some scope for desirable variability in future efforts around a shared reference point. In any case, the effect is that the resulting contract is not verifiable by any independent third-party entity. When information is revealed that is contrary to the expectations of one or more of the contract's participants, resolutions are few. The role of the third party, usually the courts, is only relevant ex post to adjudicate on the animus contrahendi or the intentions the parties to the contract had when they entered into it. A workaround for this problem where possible is to provide ownership to the party whose investments are most vital. This has been a fundamental justification for the existence of the firm in economic theory. The firm acts as the de facto verifier of last resort. In all the instances of an incomplete contract, we could arguably create explicitly some entity in whom we reify the responsibility for the verification of parameters pertaining to contractual performance. We do this to the extent possible, and when we fail, we tend to live with suboptimal outcomes that are open to expensive ex post litigation costs, renegotiation costs, or simply an increased probability that the economic activity is altogether foregone ex ante. Enter Bitcoin as a mechanism creator. Starring Coase. When asked what is Bitcoin's use case, you might have been tempted to conclude that it is, quote, sound money. Perhaps you might have ventured that it is the archetype of a new asset class and not much more. Or you may have even suggested that it is worthless and that the crux of the substance is the blockchain technology. If we are right, then none of these viewpoints are accurate. At the very least, each is utterly incomplete, and not realizing why is akin to driving around in a car with a wheel missing. 
you are very likely to be hobbling, not just on your own journey, but everyone else's journey, who you have taken along as passengers as well. Bitcoin's value proposition is its ability to provide a complete contractual mechanism that has never existed in the history of economic orderings in society. A significant side effect of this, it is true, is that Bitcoin is a type of money with very desirable characteristics. It is a type of asset that is novel in comparison to all others, and it is the poster child for a promising technology. Ironically, this viewpoint has been hidden in plain sight in Nakamoto's white paper. Bitcoin was built as the only payment system that was compatible with a network economy. The network economy operates on certain simple but profound principles that are essentially all based upon deepening network economies over an expanding set of goods and services. To this, Bitcoin adds trust economy and serves as its platform. Trust economies are created when transaction costs fall by virtue of shifting the organization of economic activity from the traditional economy to the stigmergic organization that Bitcoin can provide. Such economies are substantial and significant across a range of situations that are marked by contractual incompleteness arising routinely from poorly defined and ineffectually enforced property rights. This is the CryptoCos theorem, and it's profoundly important to understanding why Bitcoin can become central to instigating valuable economic reorganizations in mass. Bitcoin generates trust economies that lower transaction costs over alternative forms of economic organization. To see this more elementally, consider the blockchain technology that's so often seen as the quote real innovation in Bitcoin. The familiar mantra is that blockchains instantiate decentralized ledgers of transactions. However, the desirable features of blockchains, temporal and spatial immutability, trustless verifiability, expansibility, are bolstered by the strength of the consensus protocols that they use. The stronger such protocols are, the more transparently and clearly these desirable features become reified in the applications. The fact that the Bitcoin blockchain can itself be forked off in the creation of patently nonsensical assets is proof that the creation of a crypto economy requires more than just a simple application of a blockchain. The paradox is that this constitutes a fundamental trade-off. The myriad applications of blockchains that are based on the use of more frictionless protocols increase the risk of compromising those ideals fundamentally. Yet, these are necessary frictional costs in the construction of a platform of trust economies. Protocols are like the feathers of the peacock. They represent a handicap principle for blockchain applications. Trust economies, in other words, must be purchased. And nowhere are they better set up to do so than with Bitcoin. Also starring Ricardo. The settlement layer in Bitcoin is necessary to the creation of Ricardian rent. Ricardian rent emerged as a concept in relation to the price of land. It represents the economic value attributable to a parcel of land 
in excess of the value that accrues to adjacent land. A direct application of the CryptoCoast theorem suggests that Bitcoin's trust economies can be seen as the basis for economic value being based upon its architecture. Bitcoin's Ricardian rent is the economic value that it creates through the transactions that can rely on higher trust economies across the network economy it supports relative to a traditional economy that relies on third-party verification systems that impose additional transaction costs. This is the idea of a crypto Ricardian rent, and the reason why Bitcoin is desirable as a complete contracting solution across a range of economic activities. Such a contracting solution can take a variety of forms, but they can all be seen as effectively starting the process of contractual engagement by first purchasing, quote, land on the Bitcoin landscape. The value of the land, and analogously of Bitcoin itself, is a function of the economic value it can generate through the matrix of contracts that it can support across the network economy. The crypto Ricardian rent represented in Bitcoin is therefore determined by the difference in economic value that an individual obtains through the Bitcoin economy relative to what she might generate in the traditional economy. This is a key reason why it is important to be able to unpack the potential for an individual to be in direct control of her identity so that she may assess the crypto Ricardian rent it enables more directly. We've generally vaunted the value of self-identity in crypto economics with the aid of libertarian ideals. Inspiring as these lofty ideals may or may not be, control over self-identity in the Bitcoin economy is exceedingly relevant because it maps economic value directly to the individual, enabling her to expand economic activity within the Bitcoin economy organically. The Platform Builders Concretely, doing the above requires the creation of platforms built on the Bitcoin architecture for freelancing, such as XBT Freelancer or CryptoGrind, which are admirable first attempts, though far from their potential, but also platforms that can then enable team production of economic value, much like a decentralized firm might. Doing this allows contingent workforces to be established, or even to organically emerge using the Bitcoin network. Smart contracts represent a small, albeit critical, component of the overall objective of building the Bitcoin economy by providing its architecture as a complete contract governance platform. Smart contracts are, indeed, effective for automating those transactional features that are based on complete information. However, a complete contract governance platform must also be able to cope with a wide range of incomplete contracts, which represent the majority of all contracts, marked by indescribable contingencies across any economy. To achieve this, we need intermediaries of an entirely different kind than what we routinely imagine in the traditional economy. We need intermediaries that leverage Bitcoin's trust economies to curate economic activity. These intermediaries could instigate, using smart contracts, the creation of a microeconomy, 
but they would also extend their services to enabling incomplete contracts that the participants enter into as well. Recall that contracts are adjudged by the principle of animus contrahendi, by third-party arbiters. Bitcoin's complete contract governance model is one where this intention of the participants to contract can be instantiated ex-ante by a platform builder who curates a multi-sig account for the participants and develops the platform for the variegated transactions that they wish to pursue. The paradigm shift that Bitcoin represents in contrast with the traditional economy is that it proposes software as a governance model for contractual performance rather than relying on the social hierarchies formalized in governments that have long usurped that role of transactional intermediation. Bitcoin enables the creation of trust platforms that function in lieu of government, be it in the context of international trade between countries or in the context of private property transactions between individuals. As exemplars of the trust platform builders, we might imagine 1. Contractual custodians. The role of a custodian is to provide the trust platform on the Bitcoin settlement layer with fully automated smart contracts. Such contracts can then serve as the basis for simple transactions of larger amounts on channel or serve as the reference points for off-chain state channel transactions involving more complex, incomplete contracts. The contractual custodians could variously be mediators, conveyancers, escrow agents, trade, and so forth. Bitrated can be seen as an example of this class of custodians. 2. Contractual Template Designers The real benefit of the crypto-Ricardian rent of identity on Bitcoin requires thinking of the Bitcoin economy as though it were a collection of open-access knowledge commons, where individuals can freely join whatever project tickles their fancy anywhere in the world and be rewarded for their input. Doing so requires access to templates, mechanisms that can be used out of box to create an innovation commons for a particular purpose. Once established, the innovation commons holds the potential to spin off into one or more firms or simply remain an open access idea bank. 3. Meta-contract engineers Such as developers who specialize in systems design that involve multiple contracts within and outside the crypto economy. Progress towards this sort of seamless integration between the Bitcoin economy and the traditional economy is essential and will require the emergence of consultancies with competent teams of developers, economists, and legal analysts. It is worth reflecting on the fact that what we are proposing is a degree of differentiation in complete contractual governance through a number of different models. This is necessary when one considers the fact that the variety of incomplete contracts in the real world far exceeds the capacity of smart contracts to address. Thus far, there have been few software-as-a-service platforms focused on these goals. While there are a myriad of projects focused in these areas, they routinely make the fatal mistake of storing the entire scope of the business idea on the blockchain, causing a host of problems that include technical unreliability, 
economic infeasibility, and much else. Scores of developers seem to still be distracted by a near-fatalistic mentality of blockchain or bust, and are missing the opportunity that the Bitcoin network represents in terms of being able to develop trust platforms for complete contractual governance as software as a service. Perhaps it's high time to step back and realize that complete contracting is necessary in building a robust Bitcoin economy, and that multi-sig software jurisdictions governed by cryptographic rules instead of laws and regulators are an entirely feasible precondition. And that was the article by Pratik Gora, and uh, with a special thanks to Parabolic Trav, and uh, published on uh, the Coin Monks Medium publication. So I thought that was a really cool article, and it hits it. It, it was pretty wordy, so I'm, I hope it came off. I tried to emphasize as best I could to um, make it make sense in audio. Uh, you kind of have to read it kind of slow to get some of the. Uh, the density of the sentences, and uh, uh, but it's 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 really interesting because I, I've thought of in the last couple of years in particular, I've really begun to think of Bitcoin as a decentralized financial court of sorts, one that is perfectly incorruptible and open and transparent, and trying to use that as you know. Uh, for coffee purchases or whatever is similar to literally having uh, every receipt that you go in into a store taken to the judge. Everybody stand in line so that the judges can sign every receipt and make sure that you know everybody was secure in their coffee purchase. And it's why I've tended to move the route of the small blocks using Bitcoin as a financial settlement mechanism where we don't have to trust some overarching, super powerful government to decide who is right and wrong. We can establish these contractual arrangements without these third parties having essentially the power to tell us whether or not it's even going to be enforced and hopefully be pushed in a direction where cryptographic agreements verify voluntary trade and even something as powerful as a nation state may have no solid means to prevent or hinder that trade, which they so often love to do. Um, or, of course, take a piece of that trade regardless of their involvement. So, uh, I thought that was a really good article, and I hope you guys got something out of that. Um, feel free to post any questions. I'll uh, be sure to post this one on Reddit. That's r slash cryptoconomy. And uh, obviously, I'll post it on Twitter as well. So if you had any comments or questions about something, um, uh, feel free uh, to either post on under uh, Reddit or, of course, on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter at The Cryptoconomy and Medium as well. I thank you to Pratik Gora for that article. I thought that was really interesting, and uh, it's gotten me trying to dig into the Crypto Coast Theorem. Uh, there's a, a paper, an abstract that I'm looking at here that... Uh, I'm interested and I might I might uh, try to set some time aside to dig into that. So with that though, um, let's go ahead and close this one here. Do not forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and of course 
share it with everybody you know in the crypto economy space because we can all benefit from hearing all of the best Bitcoin articles daily in the crypto economy. Thanks for listening to the Crypto Economy Podcast, guys, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you.